This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone welcome to tribe talk jim rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from the indians goodyear arizona spring training complex our final show from spring training when we join you next week regular season will have begun and we'll visit you from minneapolis where the indians are opening the the season on thursday against the twins so uh, a lot to get to this week as the indians continue to try and work through some late spring injuries Still roster moves to be made. We're hoping maybe on this week's show to be able to share some more information concerning the roster with you, but we cannot because there are still many, many decisions left to be made heading into this, the final weekend here in the Cactus League, and then two exhibition games in Texas on Monday and Tuesday. On our show, though, today, we will hear from Tyler Naquin, Indians outfielder, shortly. He's really looking for a big season as finally he feels healthy and strong heading into his season and ready to put up some numbers, perhaps the best since his rookie season back in 2016. We will also hear from newly acquired Carlos Gonzalez. Cargo joined us and talked about signing with the Indians and the opportunity here to help the Indians outfield. We will hear from Francisco Lindor before the announcement on Friday that he would not begin the season with the team, and it's interesting to listen back to his comments because it sounded like That was in the back of his mind, even though he was hoping to play on opening day. It certainly sounded like he was resigned to the fact that the calf injury would keep him out for a little bit at the start of the season. But let's begin this week. A lot of times we finish with Tribe Manager Terry Francona, but on Friday, Tito updated the Cleveland and national media on everything that's going on injury-wise and roster-wise, and he got right to it with Bradley Zimmer's update in terms of when he might be available. We talked to Zim for a while today, just just to clarify a lot of stuff. Um, he has done a terrific job of rehabbing and things. He's, he's light years ahead of where we thought he'd be at this time. Now he needs to keep that progression going. We think it makes sense to do it out here at the beginning because you go back to Columbus or Akron and there's gonna be missed time, it's gonna be cold. There'll be a time to get him there. We explained kind of the mechanics of, you know, he starts the year on the DL, then there's a 20-day rehab 
you know, and then we make a decision on what to do after that. So we explained all that to him. So he's good there. Um, Lindor, the trainers talked to him about staying out here. He really wanted to go to Texas with us. And I think, like, like most players, he had opening day as that marker, which I respect. I think, I think the best way to explain it is sometimes you've got to do the right thing even when it's not convenient. It's so hard when he wants to play so bad to put him on hold for a little bit, but it's the right thing to do. At least, I mean, the medical people are adamant that it's the right thing to do, so we have to respect that. And, you know, I told Frankie it's no fun telling him that. You know, shoot, I, I want him to play every game. But it is the right thing to do. We get him back, and he'll play the rest of the year, and he won't have to worry about it. So, so that's that part of it. Kip is... I think they said, I don't know if they, how they termed it, no activity, but or no running, I think, is seven to ten days. So he's most likely, I think, going to stay out here also. Um, we haven't gotten too deep into what he's going to, just because they got the results back today. So it's, we got some work to do there to see where he's at. Um, you know, that, that leaves us with our second baseman and our shortstop not starting the season. So, you know, we we know we have Eric Stamets and we have uh, Max Moroff. You know, we're, we're, we're looking to add, you know, we're not the only team that has guys that are opting out. There's, for some reason, it was yesterday or day before, it was a big day where I don't know how they come up with that day, but I don't know, but you know, so there's there are people out there, and we're we're I know our guys are making phone calls and stuff, so we'll see what we'll see what happens there. So the injury list now is back at 15 days, right? It's not it was 10 last year, now it's back to 15. I believe it's yeah, it's not the disabled list; it's the injured list, which I will screw up all year. <laughs> Been saying that for 39 years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that might be a hang with them because I don't know if I can change. For Lindor, though, is that 15 days? Can you? That's next season. So it's still 10 days. Oh, so it's still 10 days. All right. Is that retroactive? You can retroactive as long as they don't play in a major league, like a pay, what do they say, paying, pay, like, like you could play in a B game, can't play in a, an A game or in Texas. So you can back them up a few days. I don't know how many days it is. Like maybe three or four. Best case scenario, if everything goes perfectly, you're looking at him maybe being out a week. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, like I, t I, t I don't. We're not trying to slow him down. That's not the intent. Right. Just want to be. That's what I'm saying. If, if he flies and he's ready, you still got to. But we can backdate it. Backdate yeah. Stamets making that progress. You thought. Or yeah, he's doing good. He's not going to play today. They really want him to to go out and, I mean, he's played a ton this spring. So missing a couple days won't won't hurt him. Um, my guess is he plays Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, we could probably play him tom tomorrow, Saturday, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if we will or not, though, but he's, he's doing fine. Thanks. So, I mean, you, you've been there before. Like, how do you we'll figure it out? Is that the attitude you take? How do, where does that come from, and how do you how do you Just how, how I you feel. That's how, how I feel. Um, we, like, we just talked to the pitching staff today, Carl and I, about we went over everything from who shags when to – bullpen rolls to, you know, I mean, just all kinds of things, like probably 10 different things, 15 different things, just to, you know, just to make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, I don't know. I guess I always just figured, like, if you if you get your team going in one direction, even sometimes like when they're going the wrong direction, if you're going together, you, you'll, you'll figure it out. And I've always enjoyed that part of it. Like even when things aren't perfect, when you got guys pulling together, I, I, I enjoy that feeling of it. Like, you know, whether, it's, whether you say it's like you against the world, there's a lot of different ways to say it, but I, I enjoy that part of it. Well, we thought so much of them that we had several conversations about maybe configuring our team where he would make it. We ultimately thought if he's playing sparingly in April in Cleveland, we're setting him up for failure. It's a little bit like Oscar Gonzalez. You're playing a kid once or twice a week, you know, with very little major league experience. It's normally cold. He's not going to be catching he needs to be in AAA catching. And we explained that to him. And I, I believe he's a smart enough kid to understand it. He had a terrific camp. I mean, and I don't think it was just a terrific camp. I think he worked hard to, to, to work on his swing where he's getting balls that he didn't used to get to. And he's a very dangerous hitter. And his defense has come light years. So he's, he's a kid that we love. Any more of a workout plan with Carlos Gonzalez and just in terms of him anything? You know what? Uh, James was going to talk. He's going to DH tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be for us or a minor league game. You know, we start to run into, you know, we have three days left here and we need to get, find guy. you know, so we're, we're trying to work through that to see which way we go with that. Any resolution with Hanley Ramirez or? Uh, not yet. He's going to DH tonight. Kids are starting at shortstop tonight. Uh, is it Rocheo? Roche? Do we not know? Just because I was told he's the youngest kid that's going to play in a spring game. Anything? Yeah, supposedly he's really got some tools, but he can be a little. Uh, uh, what? No, no, no. I just think he, I don't. Want, I don't know if it's out of, not out of control. I forget how they told it. Like. There's some youth in there, <laughs> but but they say he's got. It should be fun to watch. It's not boring. With the bullpen, it sounds like maybe you're you're getting it together. Right? We're getting closer. I mean, we we're not down to the final number, but we're getting closer. That's for sure. And we thought with the guys that are still here. Having them in that meeting was okay because they're going to be guys that are going to be with us anyway. So we thought it was good to have them in there. Are you leaning towards 13 full-time guys? 
bullpen? Yeah, no, no, I mean, uh, total pitch. I would pitch. love that. That's one of the things we got to figure out. Okay. And that was one of the, that's been one of the more challenging things this spring is one thing leads to another. It's not necessarily just all pitching. You know, it's, you're talking about a, maybe a DH, if you carry a DH. The, 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 so, so they're all kind of come together. So even though you like to tell somebody how they stand, or what, you can't until you talk to another guy. So they, one thing leads to another. That's Tribe Manager Terry Francona. Yesterday's press conference, and then this morning some additional news, not quite as impactful for the team, but certainly for two players involved, Nick Goody, will go to AAA. Tito saying that they want to get him consistent work to start the season as he returns from the injury plague 2018. And Trace Thompson, who had a real nice spring, he has also been sent to AAA. And Tito was saying that he needs to play every day in the outfield. The Indians want to be that team that when it clicks for Trace Thompson, they want to be the team he's on, and they feel that him playing every day to start the season will help him immensely. Still no word yet on the status of Hanley Ramirez after his big two-home run game against the Cubs on Friday night right here in Goodyear. But uh, they expect a decision very soon on Hanley Ramirez and some others as well. Stay tuned. More to come after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Adios, old friend. Yeah, I've got no secrets and no regrets. Well, a lot of regrets, but the point is I've got nothing to hide. Kind of like the way Progressive shows you their competitors' rates. You got to put it all out there, baby. Excuse me, miss. Does this heart belong to you? Would you like it anyway? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Goodyear, Arizona, and Tribe Spring Training. Well, we just heard from Tribe Manager Terry Francona talking about the many injury issues and roster issues that the Indians are working through, including Francisco Lindor, the Tribe shortstop, who will not be a part of the opening day roster due to a calf injury that he's been working through and making great progress on, but not enough to warrant being on that opening day roster. Francisco met with the media earlier this week to talk about his situation, and there is that undercurrent where you get the feeling he knew then, and this was earlier this week, that he would not be available opening day. I'm a lot better. I'm in a good spot. Thank the Lord for it. And um, every day so far, like I said earlier in camp, um, at the end of the day I want to check the box, and every day so far um, it's been a successful day. What do you have left to accomplish like anything left before you get into games? Play a big league game. <laughs> That's the only thing. I, I mean, I feel feel okay. I feel good, you know. So it's I'm in a program and the protocol, and I'm following it, and I believe in the trainers. Um, they're doing an outstanding job, and whenever they say it, it's good to go, I'll be good to go. What percentage would you say you effort you had this morning uh, with the base running? Close to 100, I would say 90s, mid 90s. I don't know. I haven't really seen it in percentage. I've seen it in 
I'm gonna go as fast my leg allows me and see how it feels like a couple of hours later. And so far, it has felt great. Is it hard not to take the base though when you walk <laughs> in the minor league game? <laughs> yeah, um, it's a little different for sure. Um, but that's one of the things I want to do to play in the minor leagues because I can control what I do. And, but this time, I want to I wanna go as hard as I can and have them tag me. Like, it's like literally, just run into the you get tagged. When you're meeting with them, are you saying, I want to be ready opening day? With the trainers? Yeah. When I'm with the training staff? Um, of course. You know, I, I want to play. I want to play this game. That's why I'm here. And I want to help my team. Um, but that's why they, they're good at what they do. They can slow people down to make sure they, they don't rush it. And the goal is not um, opening day. The goal is to be there for a full season and help my team in the playoffs um, go when you want to make it. Have you been surprised by how close you've been able to get through this? The no. original timeline seemed like it was going to be a little bit longer than this. No. no, no, I believe in God. I believe God has a purpose and a plan for all of us. And, um, you know, I wake up every day and I move around, try to feel it out, and whenever it feels good, I thank the Lord. And if, even if it doesn't feel how I want it to feel, I still thank the Lord because uh, I'm healthy. Does it remind you how much you love the game when you can go down to be with the minor leaguers and you, you have no ego about it? No, I mean, it's... I call it the lions down there. The lions. The lions. Yeah, they 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 trying to be up here, and they doing whatever it takes. They, they hit a ball in the gap. Um, they threw the ball at me, and the guy went from third to home. You know, and I just took a little for granted. And they're going all out, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to pace myself, and it makes me not take anything for granted because at the end of the day, they want they want to be here, and they work oh, as hard as they wow. can um, to be up here. So. That's Indian shortstop Francisco Lindor, and he will indeed not make the opening day roster. Uh, look for him, though, as soon as he's eligible to come off that injured list on April the 4th. When we return, we will hear from Indians outfielder Tyler Naquin. That comes your way shortly after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Goodyear, Arizona and the Indian Spring Training Complex. We'll have baseball on the radio for you this afternoon if you're tuned in on Saturday to our show on uh, the Indians Radio Network. The Indians and Cincinnati Reds getting going shortly after 4 o'clock from right here in Goodyear. Then the Indians play tomorrow against the White Sox in Glendale. Then it's off to Texas for a two-game series against the Rangers. And we'll have that first game, the Monday Nighter, for you on the radio network as our final broadcast of spring training. Tyler Naquin's looking to bounce back from a season that limited him mainly due to injuries to just 19 major league games. 
had to shut it down just past the halfway point, had surgery on his hip, and that seems to make or have made all the difference in the world for Naquin heading into this season. We caught up with him earlier this spring to talk about his health, his expectations, and a lot of changes in that Indians clubhouse. And most importantly, though, for Naquin, he is feeling 100% heading into this season. Literally zero restrictions. Like, I'm back to, you know, when people ask me how I feel, if I'm feeling healthy, man, I feel like I'm 16. You know, like, my body feels great. I'm stronger, 200 pounds. Like, everything is linked up the way I need it to be and just go out and play every day and help the team win. And for those that saw you in the early part of last season, um, you saw a little bit of big league time, but you were hurting a little bit. How did you finally arrive at the the idea that, hey, maybe I need to shut this down and, and get something repaired here that can really change things? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, playing well even when you're hurt, you know, is, is one thing, but knowing that you're capable of so much more and that you can give so much more, I mean, you got to know you just got to know your body and be honest with yourself. You know, everybody wants to play, everybody wants to be out there. But in my eyes, you know, and in, in, in anybody else's eyes, the smart thing to do is like, hey, let's make sure you're right for the long haul instead of just right now. You know, I'd, I'd give anything to be out there on the field in the playoffs, even playing in Houston, you know. But, man, that it was just something, you know, had to, had to check the hip out, and it just was throwing everything offline, you know, the back, the knees, the – and just, you know, completely rule all that out, go ahead and fix it up, and then now we're here, and, you know, it's 2019, and, and we're, we're looking ahead. You can get as specific as you want. What did they do in there that, that cleaned everything up and, and has you feeling good? I just had, like, a, a small fracture forming at the top of my femur. Um, it wasn't quite yet, but you could see it, like, forming in the bone, and so they just took three screws and and just put it together, man, and now it's... Good to go. Three and a half inch screws in there. <laughs> and they'll stay in there forever? That's right, man. We're good. <laughs> that thing, I don't know. There's no way that thing's going to go out now. So you have this done, and the general consensus was you're out for the year. But you kind of made a run at it to try and come back late. How close were you to, to maybe being able to, physically able to play, even if, if maybe there wasn't a spot for you? Well, whenever we had um, uh, the scrimmage in Cleveland before the team left, uh, Tito let me get in there, man, and play the innings in right field and get in a bat just to, you know, it meant a lot to me, man, because I, and I appreciated that from him just because he, you know, he saw the work that I was putting in and I was every day, every day trying to figure out a way to get on the field. Um, and it's not realistic to, the guy just had three screws put in his hip and we're nine, eight and a half, nine weeks out and I'm trying to get into a playoff game. I haven't seen a live pitch in nine and a half weeks, ten weeks. It's like, it's not realistic, but like, even though it was a scrimmage in Cleveland against my own team, I was able to put on my my big league jersey, man. And that you know, it, was, it meant a lot to me, and, and and I was very appreciative of just being able to play on the field again before I had to go back home to Texas. Outfielder Tyler Naquin joining us. All right, so you fast forward to now. Um, obviously, you haven't done a whole lot. You haven't seen live pitching. There's been no games yet, but just being out here doing some of the things that you're doing how different are things this spring than than a year ago man it's it's a completely different person you know i can wake up hop out of bed not feel a thing and you know and, and i'm aware as the season progresses you know we you know probably a month two months all-star break and as we continue this journey it's like i'm gonna ache 
but you know we're, everybody out here is playing with aches and bumps and bruises but like it, there's a difference between playing sore and banged up and hurt you know those are two separate things um you know i'd say that you know almost 100 percent of the big leagues and even the guys in the minors and stuff like everybody's playing with something you know and it's it's you know are you hurt or are you just are you sore you know are you fatigued or hurt and it's just if you can separate those things and mentally just be honest with yourself, I think it, it, it goes a long ways. Because, man, if I'd have kept playing on that hip, I mean, I don't know. I could have just broke during a game or something. I, you know, the recovery time would have been longer and it would have been painful, obviously. So Nobody wants to miss time. There's no substitute for major league at-bats. Sometimes you, you hear pitchers who have Tommy John surgery, and, and in addition to recovering from that, they watch games, and when they come back, they feel like they have a better idea of what they want to do. Can that apply to, to hitters and position players too? Absolutely, man, because I'd be watching, you know, uh, I spend about four or five nights out of the week at my house in College Station, Texas. Well, A&M is right there where I played at, and I'm always out there, you know, I'll do some outfield drills and stuff with the, with the teams as we're nearing spring training. And when they scrimmage, I'll stand in the dugout in the corner, and I – I just like to time them up, you know, like, and I, and I always knew that my timing is at a lot, like almost every time is like I had to try and compensate to get started really early just because I was hurting. And so I was trying to f- compensate and do different things. But now it's like when I just stand there and I can like look at other pictures, you're on TV, whether who's playing or whatever, I just time everything up in my head and I'll just kind of make a little movement. And it's just so much, it's a different feeling when everything's connected the right way you know, when everything's put together. So it's just, you know, even BP out here moving around, just waking up, you know, lifting, everything is just, I mean, it's completely different. You know, a lot of guys know that, you know, they, they, they know what it feels like to feel good. When you look at the team, a lot of changes, uh, some opportunity there. And when you, we talked about this with Leonis Martin earlier, uh, the outfield is an area where people are saying, ah, oh, the Indians are, you know, maybe their outfield isn't as strong as other areas of the team. And it, he's like, well, wait a minute, I'm a good outfielder. And if, if I remember correctly, 2016, you had a, you know, you were healthy, you had a good season. Um, what are you, your thoughts about the outfield going in and, and your place potentially in that? I mean, man, it's like, it's just, what's, what's proven is easy to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, Leon's a great outfielder. Zimmer, I could go all the way down the line. Everybody can play the outfield. But when you guys have have guys like Michael Brantley, you know, Chiz, those guys have been here longer than us. They're going to be going out there, running out there every day, and they're going to be playing. Well, whenever you got the new group coming in, it's always like when a new car is made. Everybody, it's like a race car. You know what I'm saying? Oh, can this car, and then that car meets the expectations. Then this one does, and this one does. Well, it's just like you got to give it a chance. You know what I'm saying? You got to sit back, enjoy the game, see what happens. And, uh, you know, we're putting in the work, and it's not not anything overbearing. You know, we're all, we all have the talent. It's just there's new guys on the field, and um, I think we're going to be really good, really, really good. It seemed like before the injury last year, um, you had made some real good progress in a lot of ways offensively. Um, where do you think you are in, the, in that development, and, and what are you still trying to get to to, to make yourself a, a real consistent major league hitter? Yeah, just as far as <clears throat> the way it ended up for me last year, you know, I was obviously you're never completely content, you know, but I felt like given what I had 
you know, I was I was maintaining and doing what I what I could for sure. And it just, you know, like I said, you you always know that you're capable of a little bit more, especially being banged up and 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 all that stuff. But it's like, you know, just just being smart, watching the other guys. You know, even when you're hurt, watching their guys. You know, Frankie, you know, Brant and those guys, seeing how they take their at bats. Um, and all the veteran guys. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you can still have at bats, you know, from the training room table. You know, if I'm sitting there, I'm watching the game, you know, underneath in the clubhouse, I, I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, Frankie's up, he's left-handed, let's see how he attacks left-handed hitters first of all. You know, and, and every hitter's, every hitter's going to be different. But just, just staying mentally, mentally prepared, mentally ready, um, and, and always being aggressive, but maintaining the strike zone. You know, there's, there's a point, where I kind of was trying to do more than what I should have tried to do and what I was doing was plenty. And so just staying within myself, controlling the strike zone, you know, hitting my pitches. We always talk about offense, but defense is a big part of part of it as well. Hip-wise, are you still able to go get them like you yeah, used to be and I mean, all that? It's it's better. I mean, just first steps, being able to get ready, um, being able to repeat the same, the same jumps, you know, left, right, back, <clears throat> just being more explosive. Um, you know, that first step is everything, uh, and reaction's everything. You know, you see, you know, one ball, guy, a guy might miss a ball by, you know, an inch, you know, and then uh, you might catch it running like this. It's like every little step counts. So if you're banged up at all, man, it's almost not fair to the team and your pitcher if you're banged up and you're not saying something, you know what I'm saying? So just, uh, you know, being aware of your body and being able to, being able to be trusted out there as well. You've been uh, a part of some real good teams to varying degrees here. Um, this year's a little different in that clubhouse. Um, from what you've seen so far, very limited time, obviously. Uh, is different okay? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We got what we got, and I think we got some great players, and, you know, there's new faces from other teams, but, I mean, everybody's, you know, they got the talent to be here, so, you know, let's put it all together and just, and just keep on playing. You know, every team gets new faces you know you might have a little dynasty for a little bit you know bam bam but then that's going to switch and I mean you know we've had some great teams and you know we're going to keep being great just because a couple guys left you know we had you know some core guys leave for sure but you know they're on to different things and you know the best of luck to them but you know our goal's right here one day at a time one pitch at a time and we're gonna you know we're gonna go out there and play hard and you know outplay the other team you know physically and mentally and you know we'll look at the scoreboard at the end of the game. That's Indians outfielder Tyler Naquin, who could have a new teammate sometime in mid-April. We'll visit with Carlos Gonzalez after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment from Goodyear, Arizona, and Tribe Spring Training, not only for this week, but for the spring. This is it, the Indians break camp on Sunday, and we'll join you next week from Minneapolis where the Indians open the season on Thursday. And they could be getting a new outfielder in the fold midway through April around that time, we think, as three-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove Award winner, 
And a former batting champion, Carlos Gonzalez, signed a free agent contra- uh, contract, a minor league deal with the Indians earlier this week. We had a chance to visit with him and uh, gauge just how far along he is in the process of being able to play and uh, some of the things he's been able to do to speed up that process. Well, ready, ready obviously, I'm not ready right now because uh, last time I faced a pitcher was in the National League Division Series when we played the Milwaukee Brewers. I stay in shape, you know, during the off season, working hard uh, when it comes to lifting, running the bases, and uh, hitting hitting on the field. But uh, you know, you need obviously you need more than that when it comes to opening day. So I want to obviously I want to get here, and, and I can't wait to go out there with my new teammates and prepare myself uh, facing some live pitching and, and be on a real game. Uh, I know we don't have enough time left. Uh, there's only a couple games left before. The team goes to Texas and play two exhibition games and then go straight to Minnesota. So um, right now I'm just trying to go day by day, uh, do exactly what, um, you know, what the front office and, and, and the coaching staff ha- hasn't planned for me. So, um, you know, right now I'm just I'm just doing whatever they tell me and uh, whenever I'm ready to go, hopefully uh, I can join the team, the team and, and fight for our championship. Why the Indians? Well... It's uh, it was an easy decision for me. Uh, I wanted to go to the American League. I wanted to switch from the National League to the American League. Uh, I only had two options: was was the, the San Francisco Giants and and the Cleveland Indians. So, uh, you know, because I wanted to go to the American League, I, I decided to come here. And obviously, this is a great organization who not too long ago was playing in the World Series and it has plenty of talent. Not just uh, you know on the offensive side but has uh, one of the best rotations in the game and for me it was an easy decision just to, just to come here and join a great team and um, trying to get better with this awesome group. You're in the game long enough you get to know different people you spend your off seasons now in Orlando which is also a home of Francisco Lindor uh, how much communication back and forth do you guys have during the winter time and then in this process? Yeah I mean we, we train together during the off season. uh We've been we've been doing that for the past four four or five years. Uh, Francisco is a tremendous player. Uh, he he grows so much, uh, you know, in the in every, since we met, and uh, you know that's why I'm I'm, I'm really excited to be on, on the same side with him. Uh, I think he's going to continue to get better, and for me, it's going to be a privilege to to watch him grow. Uh, you know, hopefully he can just uh, continue to stay healthy and put all those big numbers that. You know he's he's making everybody get used to that, and uh, you know we we we're watching a, a special player, and I'm really glad to be on his side. Is that part of what has you excited to be here? Yeah, you know, uh, like I say, this is a great roster, not just Frankie. You know, um, Ramirez is one of the, is one of those guys that obviously uh, can have the potential to be an MVP and, and a 40-40 player. And uh, as a veteran player, for me, it's, it's it's nice to be nice to next to guys like him. Uh, so I can push him to get better every day and uh, and make this team uh, a special place. Adjusting to a new organization, the bulk of your major league career has been with Colorado. But you brought up a good point earlier. Uh, early in your career, you moved around a little bit. Does that make this a little bit easier, or does that that time that you have with Colorado being a real foundation for their franchise, does that make it a little odd this spring to, to be somewhere else? Well, and being in a new position, uh, a, a lot of a lot of people think that, uh, like you mentioned, uh, oh, you've been in one spot for your entire career. But what people don't remember is that I started my career with the Diamondbacks, and then I and then I, w- I got traded to 
to the Oakland A's for a year. That was my first big league experience. And that's how I went to from Oakland to Colorado because they trained me for my holiday. But it was too long ago, so don't, people, don't, people don't remember. But uh, this will be my fourth organization, so uh, it's nothing new. Uh, I'm excited for the new challenge. Uh, I can't wait to go to work, uh, to prepare myself every day, uh, work hard, and uh, make people proud here in Cleveland. And, uh, and then, obviously, uh, my fans and all the people that support me from my hometown uh, in Venezuela. When someone plays for the Rockies and has success offensively, people point to Coors Field. You brought up an interesting point, though, that maybe not playing your home games there could even things out and, and make you a better overall player. Explain why, why you think that is and the impact that that field can have on you both at home and away. Well, um, Coors Field is a tough place to, to play. Uh, it's, it obviously, it's a great place to hit, hit the baseball because the ball uh, doesn't do... Uh, what what it does on the road but also you it's a big challenge for a player when you play every day because you're playing in altitude your body doesn't recover the same way you 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 know as an outfielder you're covering one of the biggest uh yards in in, in the big leagues and maybe in the world you know it's a it's a big ballpark that you have to be running around and plus you have the you know the altitude against you so that's why there's a lot of injuries in the past but um going on the road is is is, is difficult because now the ball is, 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 is doing what it's supposed to do, and now you have to make adjustments, and going back and forward makes it even harder. But uh, as a baseball player, I'm excited to go uh, on, on, a, on a new field, a uh, new organization, and, and a new league. So, uh, you know, it can make things even, like you say, you know, just playing uh, 81 games on, on, on that field and going on the road, and you don't have to make the, the same adjustments that you were doing uh, back when I was in Colorado. So. I think uh, it'll be great for me, uh, a great challenge, and uh, like I said, I can't wait to go out there and, and, and perform for this organization. And the American League was important too. Yeah, the American League was uh, was important for me. I wanted to be in this uh, in this league, uh, playing in the National League West all this year was uh, was really hard, you know. Uh, facing some really good pitchers, the, the Dodgers always have some really good pitchers, and you know the Giants and the Diamondbacks, the Padres. So. Uh, I was kind of like looking for for new fresh air, new 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 place, and uh, I'm finally here. And I like I said, I can't wait to go out there and, and play. Great to meet you. Thanks for the time. Thank you very much. My pleasure. That is Carlos Gonzalez talking about the Indians, why he signed here, and expectations as he prepares for a new season. Should be ready sometime around mid-April. That's going to do it for this week's show. Great to have you along talking baseball this weekend. We'll join you next week after the regular season has begun. We will be in Minneapolis where the Indians will be taking on the Twins on opening weekend. For Brian Matze, who does such great work putting together our show, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 